back when they were friends, Logan and Sabretooth would say hi by sniffing each other's butts. Welcome to episode 17 of the Mutant Musings Evolution podcast for the beginning of September 2021. I'm Jonathan, and with me as always is my Powerpuff Girl, Patty. Remember to leave us a comment on this episode's webpage on geekade.com. Leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes or anywhere else you find our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Mutant Musings. Have you left us a review yet? Don't be the worst. Be nice and leave a review. Did you say Durst? No, I said worst. You know who's the worst and the Durst? Cyclops. Patty, no. Cyclops' real name is Fred Durst because he's the limpest biscuit. This is my nightmare. I'll tell you exactly where you can stick that nookie cookie, Scott. You can stick it up here. Yeah. Just please leave us a review on whatever podcast app you use. Thanks. And speaking of cookie... We've baked this podcast with some mature ingredients. A tablespoon of testicles, a half cup of cock, and a squirt of, well, squirt. Bake that at 69 degrees and... Jonathan, nothing bakes at 69 degrees. Yeah, I'm just making a joke. You wear a light jacket when it's 69 degrees. Okay, but 69 is a funny number and... This is what happens when you eat salad from a bag six days a week, folks. You don't know how to bake. Love how you just tossed my salad in there. There's your explicit content warning. You tossed my salad in there. Uh-huh. I get it. Yeah. Thanks for reading along. <laughs> I wrote that, folks. I That's wrote great. her I wrote her tossing my salad. I'm a I'm a I'm a romance novel writer, just like my hero, Pyro. How you like that? Great. <laughs> how you doing, Patty? I'm alright. How are you there, Jonathan? Oh, nobody cares. We wanna know how what's going on in the world of Patty. Oh, I'll tell you what's going on in the world of Patty. Patty's, did you guys know that at Patty's job, she has officer in her title? <laughs> Patty is an officer in the town in which she works. I, I'm not. It's just for this one website. Patty, I'm a certifying officer. Patty is an officer of a website. <laughs> yes. She's a certifying officer.com. Yes. If she's an officer, that makes me a gentleman. What? <laughs> a madufaku gentleman. Yes. Oh, that's <laughs> such a good song. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, should we talk about the comics? The comics? We're going to talk about uh, the comics, comics today? I don't know what I'm talking about, Jonathan. It's it's the middle of the morning. <laughs> Patty, it's 5.48 p.m. It is the crack of dawn. It's five. It's the Krakoa of dawn. It's the uh, dawn of Krakoa, dawn of X. Yeah. It is 5.48 p.m. in the afternoon. Listen, people, don't say that. Don't say things like that, okay? Do you understand that you don't have to say p.m. in the afternoon or a.m. in the morning? When you say a.m. or p.m., it's implied to the other person that you know what you're talking about. You don't have to explain in the morning it's or It's not even afternoon. implied. A.m. is specifically telling you it's the morning. Yeah, but, uh, but I don't know what a.m. stands for. I just is assume it's morning. Latin? What? Is it really? I think so. I don't remember the words because I don't speak Latin. Ass to mouth? Yes. A.M. Ass to mouth. Yes. Oh, you know what's uh? P.M. is penis to mouth. Here, <laughs> here's here's a little uh, a little tidbit for you guys. Mm-hmm. I was taking uh, Japanese in uh, my undergrad, so we learned that gozen is morning, and gogo is evening, like P.M. A.M. Yeah. So uh, the way, and I'm really bad with uh, antonyms. I always get them mixed up in other languages that I'm learning. I don't know why. Probably because you, you, you learn them at the same time, and then I forget which one is which. So to differentiate it and remember that go-go was PM, I thought, okay, so you only see the go-go dancers 
at night. Hetty, that's now I know like right at right at the top of my head. I know go go is PM. Okay, I, listen, I appreciate that, and that's very smart. But also, <laughs> I do want to point out that that is a little bit classist because some people don't have jobs or have night jobs, and so they can only go go in the morning. There are no go go dancers available in the AM. Please, <laughs> you know this Source? for a fact. You know this for a fact. <laughs> Tell me. Well, okay, I was just, you know. You've stopped by the Bada Bing on your way home? I have. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. You went to the Bada Bing in the morning and you didn't invite me? (laughs) God. All right, let's talk about some cartoons. Yes, cartoons, not comics. Those are are the words. Are you guys ready? Yes, I'm ready. So season three is just about over. So we're talking about season finale of season three. Uh, two part, two, part two parter, finale. two parter. Dark Horizon Part One. Rogue is uh, doing a lot of sucking at night. <laughs> She's doing a lot of night touching. <laughs> Just getting everybody the night touch. Yep. You like the night touch? The go go touch? I mean, as long as you agree <laughs> consensually beforehand. Yes. Oh, uh, Rogue didn't do that. Now she was like a succubus. She's getting them all in their dreams. <laughs> <laughs> or like, uh, what's that guy from that movie? The yep. This guy with the hand. And the face, it's all fucked up. I really wish I could have gotten my phone out in time to record that. <laughs> Freddy Krueger is up. Freddy Krueger, there you go. I've never I seen you. any of those old movies. I bet you listeners knew exactly what you were talking about. Yep. And I just had no idea, even though I'm sitting right here. I have, I don't think I've ever seen a full uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie, to be honest. No, I've never seen like any of the old like classic horror movies. Because yeah. I mean, at this point, like everybody knows what happens anyway. So what's the point? It's like I never watched Titanic because I know the boat's going to sink. Patty, what? Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, and it's like... Uh, Titanic is about more than the boat, though. Yeah, whatever. It's about how their love sunk at that iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> because she wouldn't let him on the floating door. Rude. Yeah, I know. But, you know, I mean, if, in fairness, she did let him draw her naked. Spoilers. That's that's true. That's a fair trade. That's why my mom wouldn't let me see the movie. It he, came out when I was in kindergarten and everyone else saw it. He got to die after boobies. <laughs> you know, honestly, I, I feel like... Well, I mean, regardless, a kindergartner is not going to appreciate a movie like that. But also, I, I feel like if I even saw it now, I wouldn't give a shit. That's why I've never seen that. Damn. We gotta watch some old horror movies. Uh, well, I don't know. I was obsessed with the Halloween series when I was younger. My parents had me watch the first two Halloween movies. <laughs> And then I continued the rest of them on my own. I mean, yeah, they, they weren't too great after the first two, but I'm not into slashers as much as I am psychological horror. I got all the slasher movies out of my system, I think, when I was young. Yeah. Yeah. I never really cared about those. I like the psychological ones. Yeah. And white chicks. And white chicks. <laughs> That's a psychological movie. It is one of the best movies very, I've ever seen. It's very cerebral. Is yes. What the art the art class kids say. I am very highbrow with my tastes. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, yeah, Kitty. Kitty knows something is wrong, and uh, and she sees Scott unconscious, and then Rogue sneaks up behind her and and knocks her out. And but in the morning, like nobody remembers. Everybody, like everybody, oversleeps. You know, Kitty wakes up with like a feather in her mouth and her her head fades through the pillow. It was cute. It was funny. But nobody remembers what Rogue did. Not even Rogue remembers what Rogue did. Yeah, and it's the last day of school, so they can't miss it. They have to get everybody to sign the yearbooks. 
Yeah. Yeah, last day of school. Oh, but but it really, it's especially special for Gene and Scott. Because they're graduating. Because they're graduating. Because they're the oldest. But isn't it like, okay, I don't know. Maybe it, it can't just be my high school. I feel like all high schools do the thing where the people who graduate, it's like a few days before the last day of school, isn't it? What? The graduation. It's not oh, like really? during the school day. Um, I... I think we graduated like two days before everybody else left or something. Yeah, you're asking the wrong person. I never graduated. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot. I mean, I showed up to a few graduations, but (laughs) yeah. It was so long ago, I don't remember, but I know it wasn't like the last day of school. I think you're right, though. Yeah, so they're graduating. So they're graduating. It's their day. So yeah, and like, you know, Gene, you can see Gene's a little happy about it, and uh, Scott is not. He's like, good riddance, and like, I'm Team Scott on this one, you know, after they were outed as mutants, and especially Principal Kelly. You know, Jean's trying to be, like, cheery about it. And, it. and it's cute. She's got family coming anyway, so she's in a good mood. But, you know, she asked him if, he ever, if he's ever going to lighten up. And, and so Kelly overhears him talking about it. And he's like, I want this year to end on a good note. Tomorrow we'll be free of mutant mischief. And Scott's just like, just have our diplomas ready and we'll be out of your hair. Gosh, fucking somebody punched this guy in the face. He just has such a face. What a face. I hate his face. <laughs> Stupid face. Yeah, so, uh, so at the Brotherhood House... Uh, Blob and Toad over breakfast are watching Powerpuff Girls. Yes, a very bootleg, bad-looking Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> and Mojo Jojo was there. Yeah, Mojo Jojo was there. He's with my the- favorite Jojo. <laughs> if you take X-Men's Mojo and you take Bizarre Adventures Jojo uh-huh. and you put them together and you have them make a love child, you get Mojo Jojo. Love it. I just cracked the code. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, I can't believe they were watching. Uh, they're watching Powerpuff Girls. That was so funny to me. I, I, I had to, uh, I had to stop it for a second just to check the differences. And these Powerpuff Girls had little illustrated boobs, um, which I do not believe the originals did. They did not. I only watched a little bit of Powerpuff Girls back in the day because the girl I was dating at the time, we were, we were teenagers. She was into Powerpuff Girls, and I, I never really got into it. Sort of regret it because I think a lot of people love it. Yeah, it was great. It was great. You watched a lot of Powerpuff Girls? Yep. Ugh. But I mean, I was like the, you know... Uh, target demographic? Yes, I was the target demographic. God damn it. I was the age range and everything when that came out. That's fucking bullshit sexist. I was a 16-year-old boy. Why couldn't they target... Nobody Nobody tries to sell anything to 16-year-old white boys. <laughs> nobody. Okay. Nobody. We were the least targeted demographic. Uh-huh. <laughs> so... uh. Lance hears all this commotion downstairs and he's like, what's happening? So he goes downstairs and he sees that Wanda is unconscious and then Rogue grabs him too. Uh, Then she gets the blob and I was was joking that I was like, she's not even going to bother with Toad. What's the point? She's not going to take his power. That's so mean. Uh, She did. (laughs) She did wall slam him. At one point, and he was like, oh, I hate this part. The poor kid. Yeah, yeah. He, he got his powers taken, too. Yeah. Then Pietro uh, sees that they're all unconscious. He tries running up the stairs, and she, like, psychically holds him in place and drags him down to her. And I, I really thought he was going to be the one to get away. I was like, she, there's no way she's going to be able to get everybody. But she did. She yeah. got all of the brotherhood. Proud of her. And then we see that Mystique was in the car. Yeah. So so this is this is funny. Like when when all the X-Men went to school, you know, Rogue was like the last one. And she seems like normal, like nothing's wrong with her anymore. But all of a sudden a black limo pulls up and the door opens and she just turns and gets inside. 
Now, listen to me. If you are a 16, 17-year-old girl and a black limo pulls up and the door opens, don't get in. <laughs> don't get in unless you know exactly who's in there. That goes for all of you. I don't care who you are, what you are, where you are. Don't do it unless you know who's inside the black limo. I uh, I got to ride a limo my first time last week. It was very cool. Patty was a bridesmaid. I was. I was very pretty. She was prettier than the bride. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. But why would you want to? <laughs> yeah, but so now we see it's Mystique in the car. Ah, uh, gasp. Mystique after, you know, after trying to explain to Rogue and self-possessed, like, no, I adopted you. I, I care about you. Nah. Yeah, she's been using her. She's all under mind control. So You're doing this to your daughter. So Mystique is full of shit, is the moral of the story. She's gotta and poop. we all knew it. She's got to poop. Lady's got to poop one of these days. She's got to poop? Yeah, you said she's full of shit. I said oh. she's got to poop. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying, Patty. You get it. Ah. <sighs> all right. So we get back to the X-Mansion, and it's it's raining, and Storm's like, don't worry, I'll take care of it for your big day. Did you get that reference? Because Storm controls the weather. Yes, I did. <laughs> I picked up on that. It was very subtle. Yeah. It was a very little subtle nod to Storm's mutant power <laughs> controlling weather. So then we find out Jean's family is coming. Yay! So happy for her. Um, you all remember Jean has a family? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, I was like, wait, how far away do they live? Because, like, I didn't think Jean went, like, you know, across the country to go to this high school. I figured it was, like, her local high school or whatever. But she's just staying at the institute. I don't know. She's just staying with a bald guy. Yeah. Yeah. Her, her family lives, you know, a couple of blocks over. But, you know, she she sleeps in the same house as the, the middle-aged bald guy. Yeah. Yeah. Xavier asked uh, if they gave any thought to their features. And he he starts praising he starts praising Jean, saying, "Oh, you've already been accepted to a bunch of universities." And yeah. Jean says she's thinking about going into medicine. She's or smart. Genetics. She's smart. She's got good genes. Uh, genetics. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's in the name. She has to do it. Yeah. So I thought that that was actually a little funny because in the movie. Uh, in the original X-Men movies, they made her a doctor, Dr. Jean Grey. Oh, did they? Yeah, they didn't really do much with it, but yeah, they they said it a couple of times. Oh, and then Rogue, Rogue is walking back to the mansion in the rain, just being all depressed and emo and whatever. <laughs> but then she gets uh, back with Mystique, and she touches her, and she turns into an owl to get into this window of this base. And then we quickly realize that it's Magneto's base. Uh, Colossus is there, and uh, he's carrying a box, and uh, Rogue just touches him from behind, uh, and he's he's knocked out. He drops the box. He dropped the box. So sad. <laughs> he had one job. He, <laughs> he, he had to pick up the box. Pick. I pick things up and put them down. That's right. He had to pick it up and put it down somewhere else. He dropped the box. Most people drop the ball. Colossus dropped the box. Then Sabretooth attacks. And I was like, oh no, but she didn't even absorb Wolverine. Why is Sabretooth attacking her? <laughs> uh, she she uh, turns her arm metal like Colossus and stops him. Uh, and then, you know, gets his power. He's knocked out. Then Pyro, the baby, shows up. I was so proud of him. 
he starts laughing and just shooting fire at her. And she turns her body completely metal and she walked through it. And then as she was like, you know, reaching closer to him, he couldn't do anything to stop her. And he's out. That was sad. That was sad for him. He had such a frown on his face too. First, he's laughing like he normally does. He's so happy. He's just so happy to be there and playing with fire. Like you have to love him. There's no way anyone could dislike Pyro in this show. He was so happy, but right before uh, you see her walking out of the fire all metal, which was like such a badass action hero kind of shot, Pyro started to frown. It broke my heart, made me sad. She just threw him away. She looked so cool, She did. She really did. And then um, I was like, okay, so so Gambit is standing right there. I was like, okay, tell me he's the only person who's going to get away from this. Well, he did a good job. He did a good job. You know, he's uh, he knows that Mystique is behind this and that this isn't really her. They fight and, you know, he's uh, keeping her at a distance with the pole or whatever. And I, I really thought he was going to get away. But then uh, she caught him off guard and kisses him. So then, you know, big boy Mags shows up and he sees all of his boys are, <laughs> are down. Uh and I was like, okay, he's the one that's going to get away. You are really, I was really, just really sh- hopeful. Shitting on Rogue. No, just, you have not no shitting, faith in her. Not shitting on her, but I was like, <laughs> there's no way she's going to take out three teams of mutants. Yeah, and she proved you and wrong. She proved me wrong because mm-hmm. she 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 transformed with Mystique's powers into being Gambit, and he looked at the floor and saw Gambit. Magneto did, and I was like fuck that's rogue isn't it yeah. and then yeah she reached up and grabbed him and yeah. so she has like single-handedly taken down all of the mutants that's how awesome she is it, it was insane you were wrong patty i was wrong you i got, admit that you got egg all over your face i do which is a problem because you're vegan yes let me help you clean it <laughs> <laughs> i i don't know i i was like somebody's gotta stop her i mean to, to be fair it seemed like it for a little bit um, I mean, I feel like the reason with Gambit is so they could have a little bit more time on screen together. That's why they had Gambit as a one rather than somebody that might make a little bit more sense, which would be maybe Sabretooth. But still, he's a close range fighter. Um, yeah. Gambit did have the staff. You know, I mean, this just illustrates how really fucking powerful Rogue is. Well, I mean, at this, yeah. First, okay, I don't know. I know she's like, you know, a martial artist or she's got some like gymnastics or whatever. But like if she hadn't been able to absorb at least Jean's power when she was sleeping and maybe maybe like Nightcrawler or something, I, I don't know how well she would have done. Shadowcat. She could have gotten or Shadowcat. She yeah, could, she could have just gotten Shadowcat and she would have been able to rack up a couple of others just with Shadowcat's power. I think that's it. It's not necessarily like, oh, if she didn't have this one or this one, it's if she gets one or two and yeah. and they're decent enough, that'll allow her to get a couple of more and that allows her to get even more. Yeah. Like there was no way in hell she was going to walk right up to Magneto and start with him. Oh, well, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the Fibonacci sequence. I what? I don't know. What did you just say to me? <laughs> <laughs> it was something I learned in pre-algebra in seventh grade. It starts with like one and then it goes to two and then every one of the two has two and then every one of the I don't know. I don't think that's it though, but I don't know. I could be wrong. Hey Patty. Yeah. 
You know what a mathematician's favorite chip is? A Fibonacci. <laughs> Did you just make that up? Just made that up. <laughs> God. I only remember this concept because it was illustrated by bunnies. <laughs> I want to see uh, Fibonacci's bunnies. Is that like Schrodinger's cat? It's a... Uh... They were like these little I feel like like you cartoon told, animals. Though. Patty, you told like me real. about this years yeah. ago, and I Googled it, and I watched it <laughs> because you said bunnies. I don't remember what the hell this is about now, but I guarantee you once we're done recording, I'm going to Google it again. <laughs> I think that they talked about it in, what the fuck was that called? Donald Duck in Math Magic Land? <laughs> Is that a game? No, it was like a movie. Aw. And we watched it in class, and I was like, what the fuck is happening? Patty, you had such a heartwarming childhood. I just remember the name of it. I don't know what it means. <laughs> but I'm sure all the mathematicians out there are going to be adding us. They're yelling right now. Yeah, They're so mad I'm right now. I'm doing it wrong. Yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, but okay, so so we can talk up Rogue all we want. And how badass this was. fights were all so cool. They were. And they, they really were. But what I'm getting at is how fucking bad do we feel for the, for her? Because I just, my heart is breaking. You know, like in Self-Possessed, we, we saw the consequences of her powers. Touching all these people. Taking their powers. Taking their memories. You know, taking their consciousness, the, the consciousness into her. You know, and how that came to a head. And she had to fight it off. And, you know, it took all the X-Men to take her down safely enough. And she was like, you know, in the fucking bed recovering for a few episodes just yeah, to get out. Of that is, it's not just like physical, but it's got to be like a huge, like uh, psychological, like identity crisis. Like, who the fuck am I? Plus, and add on top of that, the fact that she just found out that Mystique is her mom. Oh, yeah. And that Scott and Gene are, like, official now. Like, this... Oh, my God. She needs just a round-the-clock no therapist. she's got. Oh, man. Like, uh, she Jesus Christ. Like, nobody should have to deal with this. And but, but she is. But she is. And I want to see her get out of that bed in the mansion and walk out and, and have support from friends and joy and, and good things happen to her. But no. But no, her mother is now using her again. Her mother is using her to take all the powers of all these different fucking teams. We don't know the exact reason yet. I mean, we 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 find out shortly. But still, I just my heart is absolutely breaking for her. I love her so much and this is just hard. This is just hard to watch when you stop and think about it. But so we, you know, after um rogue gets all the acolytes and magneto we go to graduation time Woo! yeah yeah you know gene and scott are talking and then gene sees her family and uh you know they're on screen for a total of about two seconds she hugs them uh and and that's it um but then you know kelly starts making a speech and i I couldn't believe that like xavier and storm are sitting in the audience like looking with like smiles on their faces. I'm like, you know, the bigoted piece of shit this guy is, but I guess they were just trying to keep a good face for Scott and Jean. But you know, he's, he even starts to go into it. You, you, you may look at other students and see they have certain advantages over you. And you know, before he can get into his fucking white supremacist propaganda, uh, the brotherhood <laughs> and acolytes and Magneto all show up. 
They just walk it on the field and everybody runs away screaming. Yeah, at first they saw Magneto and then I was like, wait, it seems like he has more boys. Did he get more boys? And then I noticed (laughs) that uh, it was because Toad and Blob were there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, hey, those are like original boys. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was funny, but I did notice that. I think a couple of them disappeared in the next shot. It like caught out for yeah. a commercial break, then came back in, and then I don't think Toad was there in the in no, the next he shot. wasn't. It was weird, but yeah. whatever. It and was, Pietro's was there too, and he's another OG boy. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think uh, Scarlet Witch was there. No, she wasn't. And she was an OG boy too. Girls not allowed. Yeah, oh. that's fucked up. Uh, she probably wants no part of it. I don't blame her. Yeah. So so they they start walking towards Rogue and. Uh, Pietro brings Rogue to Magneto and then he's like controlling these metal chairs and like creating a whirlwind of chairs around her. And Xavier's like, what's going on? And uh, Magneto tells him that uh, she's under Mesmero's control. And Xavier wants to know how he knows that. And Magneto said his surveillance camera captured it all. And then Rogue starts throwing the chairs at everyone, which is another hint that she took everybody's power because um she doesn't have any powers on her own um also mesmero was hiding behind the bleachers <laughs> but like out of the vision of everybody yeah but-, but i don't think he has to be that close to like keep effect so Ex- i don't know why he bothered to take the chance well, I guess that was sort of like the reveal that woo, Mesmero's behind this. Oh, okay. Uh, we I guess we, we, I we, had, we, we had to see him at some point. Uh, but I, I, I did find it funny. You're, I mean, you're right. I mean, you, you have two telepaths there. There's Xavier and there's Gene. Yep. They couldn't sense Mesmero anywhere. And there's Wolverine. The yeah, who can smell and things. And Sabretooth. Who can also smell things. Yep. Yeah. And people then, with noses can smell things. People with noses. <laughs> so... Uh, Xavier wants Logan to track Rogue, and Magneto tells Sabretooth and Gambit to go too. So now we got all of the teams working together. And it's funny because because yeah. Logan, when Magneto says for 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 Sabretooth to go, Logan like growls and and yells. And Xavier turns around and says, "Logan, you two must put it aside." And I said, "Put what aside?" And Jonathan's like, "It." <laughs> Put it aside. <laughs> they still have not answered why they're always fighting each other. <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah. But anyway. They're- so they're they're riding on bikes, Logan and, and Sabretooth, and they're like giving each other dirty looks, and Gambit's like, well, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, Gambit is like the third wheel on this date. It's not, I wouldn't... You know, not the third wheel. He's like the axle keeping them apart. He is more like the traumatized teenager trying to keep mom and dad who are getting a divorce apart. <laughs> That's my analogy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Poor Gambit. Yeah, but this is nice, though. We get to see Xavier and Magneto working together and, and talking because we know Mesmero's involved. Uh, he's got Rogue taking everybody's powers. So and it, it, it's got to be something related to apocalypse. apocalypse. It has to be related to apocalypse and this this final key for the final door. So either we have to prevent Rogue from getting the final key, or at least find the door and defend it, or kill Mesmero. Well, they didn't say that, but that would be you know option three. That would be a, a decent option. That would be option one for me. <laughs> Or or at least to get him to stop controlling whoever he's controlling. Oh, you just cut off his head. Because yes. his powers are in his head. Yes. If you cut off Mesmero's head... He can't use his powers. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Yeah, use a solution. 
<laughs> so um, Beast can't find Apocalypse's location when, uh, and then Magneto tells him to search for his real name in Sabanoa. Yeah. And he's like, okay, there he is. Wow. Yeah. You know, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Logan and, and Victor and Gambit find the limo and it, it was a cute, a cute little shot of Logan and Victor both sniffing inside the limo at the same time. And they, they smell rogue and mesmero. And a third person they can't name. Yeah. So it's gotta be a mistake. Yeah. And uh, then they, they were going to start fighting and Gambit like projects his stick in between the two of them and is like, <laughs> all right, stop it. <laughs> stop it. And he calls them pit bulls. He should have brought a, a squirt bottle with him. Oh my god. That would have been so cute. That would have been amazing. God. I need we needed a full episode on its own of this road trip between the three of them. They were just like <laughs> acting like feral animals and it was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So so the car is right by the water, right? So they figure either they left by boat or by plane. What a good deduction. Yeah. So so Beast does find some information about Apocalypse and sees that on, on the computer and sees that he, he's in tomb somewhere in Egypt. But, you know, that's kind of broad because Egypt is a whole country. So Magneto's like, oh, Mesmero would know. But Xavier's like, well, I've been in Mesmero's head. Maybe I can figure out from all the knowledge he has. And he does. He figures out where where Apocalypse is allegedly where his, his tomb is in Egypt. Yeah, he's got like these visions in his head showing exactly the right tomb thing pyramid whatever yeah so then you know logan victor and and gambit find air traffic controllers all knocked out and they see that this plane is headed towards the pacific so then we cut back to the the x-men and magneto and they all make their way to egypt and if you know xavier sends kitty underground by herself which was a choice well she had a she had a breathing thing Was it attached to anything? It just looked like a helmet. I didn't see any uh, any oxygen. Jonathan, they have mutant technology. Yeah, sure. Sure they do. The um, mask makes its own oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so she goes underground. She she finds it. She pushes some button and... Um, makes a staircase. Yeah, it makes a staircase. So convenient for everybody except, except for, for one. <laughs> But that's okay because his boyfriend flies him down. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's got the ADA on his back, <laughs> on his side, not on his back. <laughs> they say, "Don't worry, where there's life, there's a ramp." Yeah, Magneto is the wind underneath his seat. <laughs> <laughs> the wind underneath his wheels. <laughs> All right, so they're all in the tomb now. Uh, uh, he asked Pyro to light the way. Yes. So. Pyro puts the light in Acolyte. Yes. He was so extra about lighting them. Don't he, like, you dare. made it like a, a snake. How like, dare Like, jumping you? between each Why? thing, lantern You thing. start backpedaling your words now, please. He, he could have being... just, like, shot some fireballs. He was being appropriate. Okay. <laughs> uh... So then, uh, after all the lights are on, um, the door starts closing, and then I think it was Scott noticed that one of the statue's eyes were glowing, and then the statues start moving, and uh, yeah, chaos ensues. Yeah, the, and then the, Part en- two. the entrance to the to the stairs close, and they're all yeah. stuck down down yeah. there now with with alive statues. I'm not stuck in here with you. You're all stuck in here with me. Yep, that's a Watchmen reference. Yeah. <laughs> sure it is. 
Yeah, so th- this was uh, this was cool. All right, so this was really cool. Again, you know, my heart absolutely breaks for Rogue, but I, you know, I mean, her getting all the X Men in their in their sleep made sense um, that they weren't really gonna fight much, I guess. Um, although that that could have still worked. The whole thing was like after she did it to the Brotherhood and the Acolytes. She wiped everyone's memories. That's why in the beginning, everybody woke up in the mansion and nobody said anything about what had happened. She used Mesmero's power to wipe everybody's memories from that happening. Oh, I thought he did it because I didn't realize she had his power. I figured he wouldn't let her touch him. Yeah. But whatever. Either way, Mesmero's powers were used one way or another. So so that was cool. I mean, her her up against the Brotherhood, it wasn't too much of a challenge. But you know, it it was a little bit more of a challenge with the with the acolytes, and it was really cool to see that and just genius how she pretended to be Gambit. <laughs> a little convenient that Magneto stopped walking forward right where Gambit was laying, so she could touch him. But but still, it it worked out, and it was it was awesome to see all of that. So I liked that, and and I liked how they all realize you know that this larger threat. Um, to the world is going to take all of them working together to stop it. Like, like you're actually we're we're seeing them together. You know, they went down into the the fucking um that tomb all together. Heroes, villains, they've all fought before, and you know, I just I kind of like that seeing them come together for for a greater cause. Um, yeah, we've talked about this before and, when the X Men teamed up with the uh, oh God, Brotherhood in season one. You yeah, know, for that that fight with the Juggernaut that yeah. was pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. So this is you know, similar to that. I, I like seeing yeah, that. Yeah, I like I like when stuff like this happens. Yeah, um, we got some sexual tension between uh, our two boys, uh, Xavier and Magneto. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those ones and uh, and some other ones. And Wolverine and Sabretooth. Yeah, yeah. Double date. Yeah. Well, you know that there's a reason that they put them together because they didn't have to. They could have said, "Okay, uh, Gambit, go with Wolverine." Yeah, but Victor also has smelling power. It, Exactly. We need two noses. It's double smelling power. Two noses are better than one. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What do you think about this? I liked it. I felt bad for Rogue. Um, I thought that the fights were really cool, though. And Mystique is a bitch. Oh, God. I Fucking cunt. I can't with her anymore. I can't. You've never can't with her. Wait. <laughs> You've always can't with her. <laughs> I, I'm bad at double negatives. <laughs> so you're good at single negative. Yes. Is what you're saying. I'm very negative. <laughs> All it right. was like before when I was taking my Japanese class this morning, I said Zen Zen, which means like never. And then you're supposed to conjugate the end of the verb to like, I never like <laughs> buy it, you know, like not buy. So it's confusing. It has to be used with a negative, and I always forget that. So I just, yeah. Buyant is my favorite new word. I'm going to be using, <laughs> expect a lot of messages from me with buyant in it. So how much did it hurt to see Rogue give everyone the bad touch? She ain't nothing but mammal. What did you think of Magneto carrying Charles down the stairs? So romantic. Stay tuned, folks. Pyro's going to light the way to this quick commercial break. Hey there, Runt. Uh, Sabretooth. Today ain't my birthday. It is your 
birthday, you dumb pile of moose shit. And I decided to get you something in addition to a beating this year. Here, look. What the hell is this? Some kind of a bomb? It's a smartphone, you hairy asshole. Touch the screen and look at the website. Geekade.com? Hey, look at these podcasts. Video games, movies, TV shows, and Transformers. Geekade.com sounds great. You can also check out Geekade's YouTube and Twitch channels. Plus, an entire archive full of articles. There's articles about Pokemon? I love Pokemon. Squirtle Squad forever. I named my Squirtle Scott for, uh, reasons. Really hope the Weapon X program made me forget what you just said. I'm gonna listen to the podcast on geekade.com while I'm foraging for beer and fucking trees. Check out geekade.com today. Now come here, runt. I still owe you 150 birthday punches to this blade. You get those saber titties away from me. Now we're on to Dark Horizon Part 2. Woo! Came out August 16th, 2003. That's wild. I remember that summer. They're not really good memories that I'm going to share, so I don't no, really know me why. Neither. I don't know why I said it like that. So we're going to be talking about this uh, this part two episode. It's going to be everything that happened in part one, but continuing. Yeah, that's how part two works. Yep, this is anyway. how I write essays. <laughs> when you when you gotta bump up the word count. <laughs> yeah. You make so that's the, that's what I'm I'm doing here. I get paid by the word. You you make the periods slightly larger. Yeah, apparently is is what I heard. Yep. When I was I've done college. that. Oh my god, Patty, really? Yep. God, I can't believe somebody actually told me that. I'm like, Ugh. or you just write what you Jonathan. Need to not write. all of us are talented. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we. Patty, got- I just wrote the phrase "saber titties." You can't really call me talented. After what we that just is read. what we call creative writing. Okay, <laughs> not all of us make it there. Fine. I'd appreciate it if you remember that. Okay. Okay. So part two, uh, the statues are attacking. Uh, everything starts caving in. The floors start sinking. The walls are crumbling. The ceilings, everything. The is, sky is falling. Yeah, everything is falling and breaking and whatever. <laughs> so uh, Xavier is about to fall, but his boyfriend catches him. Storm starts fighting back. Uh, Jean gets knocked out, which uh, no, is fucking that, bullshit. That was a throwback. I think X-Men Evolution did that as a throwback to X-Men the Animated Series. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good throwback. Jean got a little bump on the noggin. So, you know, she lost all of her noggin power. That's where she keeps all of her power in the noggin. <laughs> you bump her on the noggin, she loses the power. It's not that easy to knock to knock you out if you hit your head. I'm sorry? I, I'm speaking from experience. Oh. Because <laughs> I've got hit in the head before. Yeah, I'm not going to question you. <laughs> I've been hit in the head, but never knocked unconscious. But I have been knocked unconscious for non-head-related issues. I was knocked unconscious by anesthesia. <laughs> well, yeah, me its, too, but that doesn't count. It did its job. But it, it feels good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I could take an anesthesia nap, like, every day. Oh, my God, Daddy. Oh, please, no. So good. God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, so, uh... We're now we're all stuck underground. There's no way to get out. It's a small space. All of the walls are breaking and everything. So we're not in a good situation. Everybody split up. Everyone was was forced to just split up. Forcefully split apart. And I was like, oh, this is going to be like very conveniently split between the three teams. Like there's going to be three people stuck over here and they're going to be all on the different teams. But there weren't enough people for that. So, oh, I was so happy. 
that Scott and Pyro were together. That made me so goddamn happy. Those two boys trapped two underground. Boys. Trapped underground. They may have to repopulate the earth. Oh my together. god, Jonathan, he's a minor. <laughs> Who's a minor? Scott. Scott's eighteen. Okay, well that is too close to a minor for my it comfort. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. Pyro is not like thirty in this show. Mm. Dude, dude, look at him. Mm. He is at at the oldest mid twenties. That's the too oldest. old for eighteen. I I listen. I whatever. But this is my fantasy. This is my jantasy. All right, Patty? Okay. Whatever. In my jantasy, Pyro is 19. Okay. All right. The, that's acceptable. He's the sexy, slightly older man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's seen a little bit more of the world. <laughs> okay. So, um,. So Scott says, nice and slow, let's find a way out of here. So Pietro runs. I figured he was just looking for a way out. So now Scott and Pyro are by themselves and the statues start moving. So they have to attack the statues. Yeah. So that was cool. So Storm and and Jean, Storm and Jean's unconscious body and Iceman (laughs) are together. And I liked it in the the last episode. um, I I forget who said it. It might have been Magneto about like taking only our most powerful and Xavier, like, implanting these mental blocks within them um, to, like, protect from Mesmero. Um, I don't even remember that. Yeah. I mean, it, again, they were very, like, quick, almost throwaway lines. They didn't, like, harp on it or anything. But you notice, like, not everyone from, like, the Brotherhood came. I don't think anyone from the Brotherhood came except for Pietro. Um, but they brought fucking Iceman. Because you need to recognize that Bobby, I don't care how young he is in the show, he's incredibly fucking powerful. And they all know it. So it was really cool. Like Bobby actually manages to freeze one of these giant statues. These things are easily three to four times the size of, you know, any of the mutants. Now, Kitty is with uh, Kurt and Colossus. Because of course she is. <laughs> yeah. And that was that that was kind of cute. And and Hank is with Magneto and Xavier. And Hank wants to go look for everyone else. Uh, especially he says something about looking for the kids. And Magneto's like, no, we have to continue the objective. And Xavier agrees. This is classic, classic Chuck right there. Nope, kids are on their own. Yep. Yep. That's that's how we do things in the X-Men. Yeah. We the whole structure is crumbling. No. They they were taught to take care of themselves. Yeah. So we don't have to worry about them. Yeah. Especially Jean when she's unconscious. <laughs> God. So then oh my god, this was like the most ridiculous thing. Magneto asked Beast if he could read ancient Egyptian, and Beast is like, huh. I'm a little rusty, but I think so. And then he just, like, reads everything. But these are just, like, pictures. And I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. They're called hieroglyphs, Yeah, Patty. I know. Nobody can read hieroglyphics. The ancient Egyptian, okay, Egyptians well, can Beast read. Okay, is not an ancient Egyptian. That we know of. How many, like... He's blue. He could be related to Apocalypse. <laughs> okay, but, like... <laughs> I understand, like, he's he's a really smart guy or whatever, but even if you say, okay, it will take him, like, maybe two years to master a new language, yeah. and he's, like, 30, why would one of his, like, say, four or five languages that he picked up on ancient Egyptian? Like, don't you think there would have been more pressing things to learn? Like, okay, probably <laughs> first you learn Spanish because you're in America, and then you learn, you know, I don't know, Mandarin or whatever, because it's the most spoken language. And then you learn, I don't know, French, you know, like, I feel like there's 
kind of like a hierarchy of like, okay, I want to learn a new language. I have the time. I have the brain. Uh, let's make a list. And here are the, and like, why would hieroglyphics be on one of them? Why don't we, uh, why don't we ask Chris Yost right now? Let's tweet at him. <laughs> why would this is, I'm just saying no, it's Patty, kind of ridiculous. Patty, I, I'm yeah. I mean, listen, I 1000%, I could not agree with you anymore. And it's, it's literally only to get, uh, some of the plot and the backstory moving. They had to figure out some way to explain all this shit. And it couldn't just be Beast sits down in front of a computer and Googles it. It had to be something, something, Ridiculous. I guess, had to be something, uh, I guess, closer to closer to home for Apocalypse. So while they're down there and they're stuck, well, we might as well learn about the villain. How are we going to do that? Well, Beast is smart. He can read the hieroglyphs. Like, And, and even the story itself, to me, was um, this whole scene was very quick a little convoluted like you you get the gist it's passable but for me as far as storytelling i'm like oh, god this is just a little much and a little ridiculous but they give you know the basic backstory of of apocalypse you know you've got you've got this fucking technology that falls from the sky there's uh with rama tut uses power to take control of the of the land you find this this abandoned fucking baby mutant bandits come across it and uh, their leader, Ball, takes it, names it Ensabiner, which means the first one, trains him. So he's like a fucking sweet fighter now. And then Ramatut is scared of Ensabiner's strength and views it as a threat. So Tut has all of his people go kill Ball and his followers. Um, Nur fights back, takes the name Apocalypse because nobody can defeat him. So neat. But the way Beast explained it is a little ridiculous. At one point, he had to throw in the, hmm, this doesn't seem to translate somewhere yeah, yeah. just I to make like, it believable. At that, <laughs> at that point, I was like, can you seriously fuck off? Listen, don't be mean. Listen, don't be mean to this beast, though. It's not his fault that they decide to write this. Well, this beast is a good beast. I, I like this Jonathan, beast. Jonathan, listen, I hate beast. I hate every beast. Ugh. I hate every iteration of beast. I know it's not his fault. This one hasn't done anything bad. But because I hate Beast, I can't look past that and accept this one. Well, it's a little bit different with Wanda because she doesn't even look the same. But there's no way that you look at Beast and say, oh, that's not Beast. Well, at least you can recognize your own Beastism. <laughs> You're Beastist. That's because right. Um, and I'm proud of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> so now we go back to the kids who are fighting for their lives. And, uh, you know, while... while uh, Charles and and Magnus discuss philosophy uh, <laughs> over a nice hot cocoa. <laughs> Scott, <laughs> yeah. Right. So Scott blasts an arm off of this uh, statue, and it turns out that they're mechanical. Yeah, which is really weird. But uh, then Pietro comes back. He said he found a way out. So see, I knew. I knew my boy would come back. So Storm destroyed too, which I thought was a little weird because I didn't think that the lightning would have much of an effect on before I knew they were mechanical. Sure. I was like, these are, you know, like. Stone? Yeah, like really thick. Like lightning isn't going to do shit to them. And then Jean, Jean, Jean comes too, which I don't even remember her passing out because I was talking through some of this. No, she remembers. She got bumped on the noggin. Yeah, no, I don't remember that. So she destroyed one, throwing it through a wall. Yeah. And hey, the the wall came down. Now I can see Scott. 
yeah. and the others. And they, they followed Pietro out. So Pietro didn't have to look for an exit because Gene made one. <laughs> so so Beast isn't done with his with his his story, apparently. Apocalypse went after uh Tut, who ran away, but so Apocalypse found the, the technology that he left behind, that thing that he brought down with him. It's a device called the Eye of of Ages. And Xavier says that Apocalypse was going to use this to turn all humans into mutants. And I'm like, really? This was like <sighs> Similar to the plot of the first X-Men movie, when uh, you know Magneto's plan was to put together this device that turns humans into mutants, and he had it—he he was targeting uh, this UN summit, so he was going to turn all these leaders into mutants, and so they would have no choice but to accept us. Yeah. I don't know. I guess turning humans into mutants is better than you know, or, or less dark than wiping out half the population. Survival of the fittest. I don't. I don't know. Maybe that's what the writers decided. But anyway. That was just very quickly explained as Apocalypse's plan. Yeah, which is which I thought was kind of weird too, because yeah. uh, I don't know, like what's what's the purpose of that? I guess you know this is less of, of Apocalypse as survival of the fittest and more just mutant supremacy. It's more of a Magneto thing. Well, <laughs> yeah, but but he doesn't want to make everybody mutants because then they wouldn't be special. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, but I could I could still see it though. It's, it's I, I could see it more for him than Apocalypse. For the, for the purpose of this show, yeah, it's for the, fine. For the purpose of this show, it, it, it works, I guess. So now, I mean, now Apocalypse is in charge because you know Ramatut is gone, and so he powers up this device by laying in it. But his his servants, his human servants, are scared of what he plans to do, so they actually close it and lock him in this device, and then they lock that behind three doors, and so that's. That's the end of the story. So so then Magneto realizes that where they are isn't where Apocalypse is being held, is being kept, where his tomb is. And Xavier says, what's worse? We have no idea where it is. Cut to Sabretooth, Logan, and Gambit uh, finding the plane and following footprints in the snow. So so we're, we're getting close. Back in under the, the, the fucking the tomb... The only ones that haven't met up with everyone else yet are Kitty, Colossus, and Kurt. Kurt says something about not wanting to leave Kitty alone with Colossus, and she calls him a big softy. It's it's very funny. He he like punches through a wall and says, "I am sorry. I grew concerned." <laughs> and so Kitty gives this little smile to Kurt. So that was kind of cute. I mean, <laughs> it was it was fine. It wasn't anything creepy. Yeah, they yeah, didn't yeah. imply anything. Right. Um, I think for the purposes of this show, that Kitty and Kurt were really cute together. But so was Kitty and Avalanche because I felt like he really just like wanted to, you know, make her happy or do what she wanted. I thought that was cute. Like he was trying to like be a good guy for her. Yeah. I thought that was cute. But also I like I I, I could see her with Kurt too. Nah. You don't like that? I don't think I do. I mean, I could I could I could see it, but I I just I don't know. I kind of like him better as as friends. I, uh, you know, I mean, I still kind of miss the whole Kurt Boom Boom thing, even though that's, that's, even though that's like destined to fail from the beginning. Yeah. That was, that was Boom cute. Boom and anybody is destined to fail from the beginning. <laughs> oh my God. Poor Boom Boom. Damn. Wow. All right. <laughs> I see that with Boom Boom being one of my favorite characters. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she's emotionally mature enough for a relationship. God. All right. So anyway, Scott blasts through another wall, and so now everybody's together. Woo-hoo. More statues are attacking. Beast, Xavier, and Magneto find another chamber, 
and they see that that vessel the that, technology that didn't translate yeah the rama rama Tut's vessel and it, it's and like it, a spaceship it, it is like a spaceship and it's funny it's got a little cerebro inside of it it's got a little cerebro looking device that looks like you know a pharaoh hat a pharaoh thing. hat and then Xander puts it on yep yeah I was getting confused because I was like not really following all of the cutscenes and stuff. And I was just like, I was just like, why does Cerebro look like a pharaoh hat? <laughs> I was like, is and Jonathan's like, that's what it looks like. And I was like, no, it doesn't. And he's like, no, 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 they're not at yeah. Cerebro. They're at the in the like, thing. And I was like, oh, like I'm trying to gaslight you. Like for for three <laughs> entire seasons now, every time you've seen in the mansion, <laughs> Xavier has been wearing a pharaoh hat <laughs> on his head this whole time, Patty. <laughs> so yeah, so he uh, he puts his pharaoh pharaoh hat on, and Logan gets through to Hank. Yeah, uh, they're in Tibet and. They tell them that they know they're close. And then uh, Rogue Rogue is there with Mystique and Mesmero. And then we hear this like really weird, annoying noise. That was Mesmero trying to attack uh, Logan, Sabretooth, and Gambit. But the mental blocks stopped Mesmero from taking control of them, which I didn't realize they mentioned in this episode. So I figured it was just kind of like, Oh fuck! What do we do? Uh oh, they got mental blocks, so they're <laughs> fine. I I didn't realize it was said. It must have been like so quick or so quiet, it or was I was quick. talking or yeah. whatever. So they're they're fine. You know, they keep they keep going towards the cave. So then we see we see inside the cave. Rogue is there, uh, with Mystique and Mesmero, and Rogue is still completely under Mesmero's control. Excuse me, she hasn't been herself literally like at all since the beginning of the last episode. So Mesmero says out loud, I deliver the final key, the shape-shifting mutant mystique. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm the key? You told me Rogue was the key. And he's like, you, you're you both needed. And and so Mystique kind of makes a couple of comments that like she's doing this. So when Apocalypse comes back, he'll she'll be, she and Rogue will be safe. They'll both have his favor. So it's not like he's going to kill them or treat them like shit. So that's why Mystique is willing to do uh-huh. this. And- or she could just not participate and then he wouldn't have a key to get in. Yeah, seriously. And and it sucks because, you know, like like the first season and into the second season, uh, she was like all about trying to serve Magneto and like win his yeah. favor. And now it's sort of like, oh, I've got to preemptively win Apocalypse's favor. But I guess yeah, she's, she's backing a losing horse. But, Is that the phrase? Something like that. Okay. I don't play horse games. <laughs> don't take horse medicine, by the way, listeners. Don't <laughs> take your vaccine. Unless vaccine. it's uh unless it's horse tranquilizers. Patty Then you should share them with your friends. Do not <laughs> The only special K you should be doing is the cereal for breakfast. The cereal, not the powder or the pills. Stop peddling your drugs on our <laughs> podcast. God. Um, so, so, so yeah, Mystique is like, all right, what do you need from me? And Mesmero is like, you've got to go inside. You're going to find this engraved sign of apocalypse. Put your hand on it. The door will open. So, all right. She, she turns into a snake. She goes through the little hole, gets in the room, sees the symbol, puts her hand on it. And all the fucking stones, everything starts spinning really fast. She gets a little freaked out, but she can't pull her hand off. Of it. Her hands stuck and then whoop she turns to stone 
She turns to stone. And it's not like she just turns to stone and turns back. No, bitch is stuck. She's stuck. She's a stone fucking statue. Uh-huh. Now. Yeah, oops. Oops. So anyway. So Ro- anyway, Rogue walks into the tomb where we assume uh, Apocalypse is. Yeah, so she walks past her, her uh, petrified mother. Oopsie. And into the back door that leads to the tomb with Apocalypse. As she's doing that, Gambit blows open the entrance in this mountain. And the three of them try attacking Mesmero. Mesmero's got, like, a taser staff. Um, <laughs> and, like, he manages to keep the three of them away for long enough. I mean, I get that Wolverine and Sabretooth are, like, close-range fighters, but Gambit isn't. I mean, you... Gambit doesn't even have to fight him with his pole. Fucking... They don't have to have a pole fight, just throw cards at him. Fucking, okay, this old man, this old bald man has a, an, an extended cattle prod, and he manages to keep Wolverine, Sabretooth, and Gambit at bay for how many minutes? This was the stupidest. Well, thing. enough minutes. Enough minutes enough for the plan to continue for, for plot purposes. I listen. Okay, I I I did enjoy these episodes. I I really did. A couple of minor problems here and there, but overall, it was great. Just way to dive into something they've been they have teased at for a little bit, and now we're really getting into Apocalypse as this big villain, right? I'm 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 there. I'm ready to go. But you're telling me. Mutants as fucking resilient as Wolverine and Sabretooth and someone like Gambit are by a fucking lightning staff? Like, no, no. They needed something more. Something more needed to be in there. Throw another big fucking Egyptian statue robot in there to keep them busy. Not old man with his cane. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree completely. But anyway, so old man with Kane manages to keep them at bay and Rogue touches the tomb and it opens and there's a shriveled up apocalypse inside. He's uh, a skinny boy. He is skinny and looks dead. But in Egypt, all the mutants are, are all together again. They, they find Xavier, Magneto, and Beast in the, in the vessel. They all get inside and they fucking fly out of there. Hank has the coordinates now. He knows exactly where to go. And finally, Saber, so Sabretooth manages to knock Mesmero out just in time for it to be too late to do anything about Rogue and Apocalypse. Great. <laughs> so because Mesmero no- got knocked out, um, Rogue was free from his mind control. But like the split second, she realized what was going on and she tried moving away. Apocalypse grabs her. And pulled out the reverse Uno card. Yup. He (laughs) said, fuck all y'all. He took all of the powers that she had stolen. And as he's like draining all of the powers that she has, he is uh, bulking up, as the kids say. He he's, he's not skinny anymore. Now he's a little bit more toned. Roided out. Roided out. Yeah, he looks he looks good for having uh been dead for like two thousand years or whatever. 5, five whatever. <laughs> and then uh, Logan sees Mystique is like a sand statue thing. The now is Zaddy Apocalypse floats out of the tomb. Every Xavier gets everybody out of this uh UFO in time. 
Uh, Apocalypse floats over Logan and Rogue. Logan goes to attack, which is, you know, why would he attack? He's a close range fighter. Like Apocalypse is floating. He Apocalypse doesn't even have to move a finger. He like clenched his fist a little bit. And yeah, kept it at his, at his side. Yeah, and and Logan got knocked away. Yeah. So everybody was going to jump on Apocalypse. Uh, he claps his hands and he uh, he sends a, a shockwave. Sonic boom. Sonic boom. Guile, he, Guile style. Sonic boom. Some of y'all get the reference. He knocked everybody out. Yeah, everybody's fucking like knocked out on the ground. I think almost everybody's unconscious, and uh, Apocalypse just floats right past them and goes back into his uh, vessel. And the doors are about to close when Magneto comes to a bit and tries to hold the doors open. But Apocalypse hits him with another fucking sonic boom and then just takes off. And Magneto's like, we failed. And Xavier goes, yes, our greatest battle is just beginning. So yeah, really, really corny line. But, um, you know, aside from, from Beast's quick explanation of, of this villain, um, this was pretty effective. This was really fucking effective. You know, this guy's like a fucking legendary villain who we saw you know, just steal all of these powers out of Rogue and then knock all of these mutants out who we've come to know over the course of a few seasons and get away. Um, so yeah, that was sort of quick, but it was pretty incredible. And, you know, there was that sort of mysterious buildup to it. You know, what was what was Mesmero trying to get at here? Why was Mesmero trying to work for this guy? Just how powerful is he? And like, now we see, now we know um, just how powerful he is. And I thought that that was really cool. And this wasn't, like, tied up nicely and neatly at the end of this season. You know, this is sort of like a big cliffhanger. Like, no, the combined might of all of these mutants failed against this fucking guy. And so, okay, so his silly plan, which we don't know, like, any details of yet. He wants to turn humans into mutants. What does that look like? Like, what is he about to go do? Where is he going to fly off to? How He's going to put fluoride in the water. It's going to turn the frogs gay. So, yeah. So, so this was, this was just fucking wild. I, I thought that this was a great, a great two part season finale. Again, a lot of this was, was wonderful, except for, you know, be sort of convoluted and ridiculous explanation just to sort of get to the point. Um, in these two episodes, you know, fucking rogue being used as a pawn again, but at least mystique finally got what the fuck is coming to her. Are we done with her yet? Who knows? I know, but I'm not going to say it right now. To be determined. Because Patty doesn't know. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, so I'm not going to say, but still it was very satisfying to see what happened to mystique. Yes. Um, and also very glad that that same thing did not happen to Rogue. Oh, yeah. God. God. I don't think... No. We we wouldn't be focusing on this show this year if that happened to Rogue. I don't think I could take that much heartbreak. What did you think about this? I thought it was a really good season finale. You know, they've been teasing the apocalypse thing for a while. And I thought this was a really good conclusion for this season. Obviously, you know, I want to see what happens with this. But... Yeah, I thought it was really effective. I mean, there were, you know, some things that I thought were a little stupid or not stupid, but like, you know, done just for plot sake. And I thought that was a little, you know, ridiculous or whatever. But, you know, that's just me being like nitpicky. I think that 
these two episodes did a really good job of storytelling. I feel like we're going to see more of everybody working together, putting aside their differences for the greater good. That's a good message, right? <laughs> so that'll do it for this episode of Mutant Musings Evolution. Thanks for joining us. And remember to leave us a comment on geekate.com. Leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes or anywhere else you find our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast and on Twitter at mutant musings. Join us for episode 18 in two weeks when we begin the final season with impact and no good deed. And until then, Mystique was right. Haha, <laughs> JK. Walls.